I'm Jessica Randolph, and welcome to the How to Buy a House podcast, where we empower you to invest in real estate and start building wealth for yourself. It's the biggest purchase of your life, and we're going to teach you how to do it right. Hello, world. I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode. We have got Marissa Bilkus with us today, and she is our Las Vegas teacher, and she is an expert. She comes from a real estate family and grew up watching her parents crush it in real estate. So naturally, she is crushing it in real estate. But she didn't start there. She actually started in radio, and um, if you're in Vegas, you probably heard her on many commercials. She was known for it. Um, But in the last four years, she has thrown her hat in the ring, got her license, and she's been crushing it ever since. Um, She was nominated 40 under 40. She's in the top 3% of realtors in Vegas. And she's also involved in several charities. And overall, she's just an amazing person. She's also a single mom. And shout out to all the single moms out there because you know that that's also just an entirely full-time job as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. Marissa, hi. How are you? I am doing well. The sun is out in Las Vegas. It's a beautiful day. I know the sun's finally come out in Nashville too. And I'm like, so I am so needing it today. I have had such a crazy morning. It's been so hard. Um, Today is March 27th. We had a school shooting in Nashville this morning. Our first, like the first big news related, I would say, school shooting. And it's just been so, so sad all morning. And so anyways, my energy is a little low. That's why Um, I've just been like on the verge of tears since 10 a.m. And it's just been so hard. And unrelated to real estate, life just sometimes is just so hard and really sad. And I think that's okay to, you know, sit on that for a second and feel those emotions and, huh. So anyways, that's how I'm doing. But how are you doing? But also related to real estate because we're people too. We're moms, like we're community members. We were students, like, you know, we're still people. Realtors are, that's just our job. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, and the crazy thing is like it happened It happened in a part of town that you just not, it, to me, would not be expected. And, and at a private Christian school of all things. I mean, it's like just crazy. So it's been heavy, heavy morning. And we're just praying for all the families affected. And But when it's 10 minutes from your house, it really hits close to home. It's like, oh my gosh, this is not just in places in the country where I maybe I know somebody. This is like in my hometown. So anyways, I've just been sad. But... On a happier note, it's really good to see your face. And I'm excited to talk about real estate today because I, I need the distraction. But I'm excited to talk about what we're about to talk about, which is, should I buy a house right now? You know, there are so many crazy things obviously happening in the world. One of those things being the unknown of the economy and the real estate market. And I have a lot of clients that are fearful of buying right now, even buyers that have come to me that have bought before and they see the benefits of buying and they're like, well, maybe I should just wait until rates go back down. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Um, but before we do, Marissa, tell our listener who's listening to this podcast today about yourself, how you got into real estate. Also, for those of you listening, this is Marissa's first podcast episode, which I'm not sure how that's possible, but I feel so honored to be your first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, girl. Okay. So not... My first time speaking, I used to actually be on the radio, so fun fact, both for Clear Channel, which is now iHeart, and CBS Radio. You were on basically iHeart Radio? Yeah, so I have a ton of experience. However, just not on the podcast side till now. I have lived in Las Vegas for 18 years now, just over 18 years. I grew up in Southern California. 
third generation Southern Californian and found myself in Vegas on accident, um, really had a job opportunity. My parents had just moved here. Um, my dad is a real estate broker, my mom an agent, and they're like, let's buy a house. I was like, sure. Um, bought my first house out of college, which was supposed to be an investment, a flip, ended up living in it. It was a new build and never left Vegas. I love living here. And like I said, radio media is my um, professional background, marketing, promotions, basically all things media is, um, was, is a passion of mine. And I got married. I had kids. Being home with my kids was really important to me. And just when they were little and um, a few years ago, life gave me a little bit of a curveball, a little bit of a twist. And my dad was like, go get your real estate license. I've been asking you since you were 17, 18. He had me work in an escrow office right out of college when I was home for summer break and was like, go, go get your license. What are you waiting for? So I finally did and really just hit the ground running. Yeah. And so top 3% of realtors in Vegas, YPN 40 under 40, top 10 agents at a 500 at my office. And it's my life seven days a week. I love helping people. And you're a mama. I am. I'm a single mom of two children in elementary school, second grade and fifth grade. And I keep busy, real busy. Yeah. Which for those of you that are listening to this that don't have kids, that means that she has two full-time jobs. <laughs> because being a single mother is, I think, the hardest thing that anybody could ever do. So you're my inspiration for life. Marissa, seriously, you're amazing. And I'm so happy that real estate found you because you are so talented and you could have like continued going down that media road. But I do think that like you've obviously built such a beautiful career in real estate and you're in the right space and you get to use those gifts now too with the how to buy a house class and teaching and being in front of people and using your personality to really help people, you know, be guided through the process of buying a home. So if you're in Vegas, you may already know what I'm about to say, but you can go to Marissa's <laughs> How to Buy a House class. Um, just go to howtobuyahouseclass.com, click on Vegas. You can find Marissa, find her info, follow her on Instagram, call her, whatever you want to do. Call her, beep her if you want to reach her is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so today's topic is, should I buy a house right now? And there are mixed emotions for a lot of people when thinking about it because we have been through such a crazy last three years. Can you believe that COVID happened three years ago? I mean... So nuts. And with it, obviously, everything that... If you've listened to any of our other earlier episodes, we talk a lot about this post-pandemic real estate market and what the pandemic did to real estate and to home buyers. On top of the post-pandemic market, we had very low inventory, very historically low interest rates, and what I call a total buyer hurricane season, which was last year when people were offering 50 grand, 100 grand over list price just to get a house, just to get the house. And we're in a different market now. The interest rates, um, I just saw yesterday, somebody got a 5.8% conventional loan on a 30-year fixed mortgage, which is newsflash, very good, very average. If you look at rates from the last 30 years until now, still very low. So I don't want you thinking, oh, rates are still in the sevens or their eights, which maybe when you're listening to this podcast, that is the case. But as of right now, on March 27th, 2023, um, we're at like the low sixes is what I'm seeing an average of. And that's still really great considering where things used to be. And, you know, it used to be like buying a home on a credit card. Uh, and it's not like that anymore. So there are benefits to buying a house now versus buying a house a year ago. So Marissa, 
maybe you can paint the picture of what it was like for your buyers buying a house a year ago. And we can kind of show them the difference of, of what it was like then and what it is like now so they can understand why now actually is a really great time to buy. This is actually one of my very favorite questions and I get this all the time. Like, should I buy a house now? And um, I'm gonna start this first on a personal side. I bought a house in March of 2023. I bought an investment property with a five and a quarter rate on a 30-year conventional loan in March of 2023 when everyone is screaming that the sky is falling. Heck yes. I not only walk the walk, like I talk the talk. So looking back on a year plus ago when I wanted to do this, the market was chaos. And not only for me wanting to invest, but for my buyers, I had buyers waiving everything, everything. They had no protection in terms of contingencies. They were paying 30 plus thousand dollars over appraised value of a home. Yes, interest rates were two and a half, three percent. They were getting a great rate, but they were overpaying for the house. When you look at having to put 15 offers in to get one, you're standing outside waiting in line to get in to view the property. You are throwing offers out to throw offers out, hoping one sticks. You're settling on your home because you're there isn't enough inventory to get what you want and you're overpaying for it versus today where interest rates are stabilized. They're more on the standard side of the rate versus a pandemic chaos of a rate and home prices have settled and come, we're down to what, like 2021, December of 2021 prices. So a lot of that chaos has come down and you can ask for seller concessions again. A year ago, you couldn't ask for closing costs. You couldn't ask for help if you needed a rate buy down. You couldn't ask for repairs if the house needed it. Like you were stuck with a house that you overpaid for, had issues that needed to be addressed after closing, and all you got was a good rate. Yeah, it's so true. And the rate is something that you can always change, right? Whereas the re exactly, but the cash you're going to lose on repairs. And then also the purchase price, which is something you can't negotiate again once you close on the house. But the rate is always something that you can take advantage of later on. You know, even if you've been in the house for 30 years, you can take advantage of that lower rate. And I think people don't really understand how it works, which is newsflash why this podcast is here. We're here to help you understand how it works, y'all. And we are very passionate about it. Very passionate about it. Another thing that a lot of my lender partners are doing currently is if you buy a house between now and there's an end date to this, um, while we are in rate mumbo jumbo happening here, that they will refinance you for free. They won't charge you any lender fees to refinance your home when, should, if rates drop, and you can then refinance into that rate. So even if you're on, you are able to get a substantial amount of money to buy the rate down permanently in closing costs or to do like a 2-1 rate buy down or on your third year, that permanent rate would take place. But then you can refinance the house and you'd be into hopefully something in the fours or whatever we could get you into that would make your mortgage payment more appeasing and sustainable for the next 27 years versus the first three years. So true. And I think, you know, buying smart is something a lot of people don't really think about. They're like, I'm just going to buy the best thing in my price range. And I think making sure that you are so smart as can be, or as smart as can be on your initial purchase is so vital to the rest of the life of living in that house. Because the last thing you want is to buy on impulse, which is what a lot of buyers were doing. They're like, this is the only thing that's been in the market in the last three weeks in our price range, in the neighborhood that we want, with as many bedrooms and bathrooms that we need. So we're just going to offer sight unseen, no contingencies, 
and give them well above their asking price. And that's dangerous because you really don't understand what you're buying. And again, we can't stress enough. You need to understand what it is you're buying. And that's why it's important to educate yourself and pick a realtor that's fighting on your behalf and really understand the purchase. And if you look at any investment, and we talk about this, like investing in Bitcoin or investing in stocks or bonds, you want to understand what you're investing in. And understanding why it's important to invest in real estate is half the battle. But then the other half is understanding what you are purchasing. Because at the end of the day, you know, the realtor can only really, you know, give you as much advice as they can, but you're going to be the one living in that house and paying that mortgage month after month after month once you sign the on the dotted line at closing. And I think having as much information as possible is so vital. And now with this market, exactly what you just said, Marissa, where prices have stabilized, rates are still decent, and you can actually get your closing costs paid for, get repairs paid for, thoroughly inspect the house, negotiate the right price, and get a better deal in this market than a year ago. And a lot of people are like, oh, I missed the boat, I missed the boat. I mean, heck no. (laughs) There might be some teenagers listening to this podcast, and I don't want to leave a bad example. But I would so much rather buy in this market than a year ago or even a year and a half ago. And I have clients that did buy a year ago and they're calling me and they're like, did I overpay for my house? And I said, yes. And I told you that when you offered on your house, that just so you know, the comp state should really be at 489.9, but you were so desperate you paid 525. And I always told my clients back then, I said, this is your decision. You are going to have to feel comfortable with this payment. Like when you lay your head at night in your bedroom and you're closing the doors to this house, at the end of the day, you have to feel comfortable with that payment. So 525 felt good for you last year. That was obviously what you offered, and that's what we decided was the right move for you. But yes, technically you did overpay, but you were okay with it. And a lot of people, I would say, if they didn't have a realtor explaining that to them, didn't really understand what they were doing, but that is what they were doing. And now maybe if they went to go sell the house, they would only be able to sell it for four eighty nine nine, and maybe they'd have to sit on the market for an extra three or four weeks in order to get a buyer when you know last year houses would sit in the market for three or four hours and be sold. So it's just a better, it's an easier better market for buyers to understand and to navigate and and even just going and looking at houses too i mean you have options now whereas last year it's like you better jump on something like white on rice once it gets listed you're gonna miss it where now it's like hey let's go buy a sandwich let's go grab an iced coffee and then we'll go look at the house because we don't have to chop our heads off in order to get it and uh it's just a lot more relaxing of a process i think it's nice to be able to tell someone they can sleep on it to really make the decision versus before uh no you have 30 minutes to think about it like you have the time for me to drive from this house to my office to get to my computer or to starbucks to open my laptop to write this because if we don't you're going to miss your opportunity And I hated that pressure of rushing my clients and making them feel like they needed to or they were going to lose it or them feeling like if they didn't, they were going to lose it. It's nice to to not be in that mode of chaos just to buy a house. Because again, you want to think about the investment part of it. And I have had clients who called me and said, okay, we need to sell. And they paid at the height. And I'm like, well, in today's market, this is what it's worth. This is what your closing costs are going to be. This is where you're going to net. And I'm like, it puts you in the negative. And that's a hard conversation to have too. For sure. And I think thinking about risk, right? So if you invest in a company and you're saying, okay, I, I think I believe in this company, I believe it's gonna appreciate, I'm gonna invest in it. There's risk in that because if the company now, like a lot of people that invested in Bitcoin um, and cryptocurrency, they're feeling the pains of that. I see where the investment initially was like, okay, this seems like a really great thing, but there's always risk when it comes to investment. And you need to understand 
And that's why we talk about different exit strategies and talking about knowing all the different ways that this property could benefit you in the event that your original plan doesn't work. I love having a plan B and a plan C for any investment property that I buy. And we've got a whole episode podcast about that with our Austin teachers. So how can I have my house make money? Go listen to it and then come back to this one. But having an idea of what the risk is and what you could potentially lose. And when you're offering on something so quickly without getting thorough inspection, without really knowing what you're buying, there's way more risk involved because, and especially for these buyers that were buying sight unseen, I mean, a lot of my, my clients last year didn't see the house until they actually had already purchased it. And they're like, oh, actually, I didn't realize the view out of this backyard was going to be so horrible. Or, you know, I didn't know I wasn't going to like this commute because I didn't physically drive it myself. And there was only so much they could fact check online and look on Google Street View to get an idea of the place. So I think now clients can fly in for a weekend and we look and see what's on the market and they're able to really understand, okay, you know, mitigating as much risk as possible before I spend $350,000 on this purchase. <laughs> so you can see why we appreciate it now with it being a lot less crazy. I think there's also a difference in terms of what the reason of you purchasing for. Are you purchasing long term? It's going to be your house five years or more. Then like today's current market, like you're going to enjoy the home, you're going to live in it, you're buying something that you enjoy and want to live in. Maybe you pay a little more for that because this is your home. You're going to be here long term. You don't, you know, life happens, obviously, like situations change, jobs change, life circumstances change, and we have to sell sooner. But sometimes it makes sense when you're long term going to live there that, okay, maybe I pay a premium because I know this is our home. If it's going to be a temporary purchase where you're only going to be in a market for a couple years or you're buying and you don't know if you'll use that as an investment property later, then you might want to analyze that risk a bit more and make sure that the purchase makes sense for you, you know, versus being desperate and rushing into it. For sure. And I do think if, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, I did buy last year, I bought in 2022, I don't want you to think, oh no, I made a bad decision. No, not in, at all. In every decision, you have to figure out what's right for you in that moment. And I do have clients that have called me and they're like, did we, did we do the wrong thing? And I'm like, no, because you, you bought the house you wanted, you won the bidding war, and now you're not renting for a whole nother year or two years. And so I think there's also, there's pros and cons to both sides for everything. Um, and I would say definitely one of the pros is I, I've had personally some clients that we offered and we offered and we offered and we didn't get the house and they got discouraged and they said, you know what? I'm not going to look anymore. I'm just going to renew my lease. Well, let's do the math again, people. They're spending, you know, I was just looking at rentals today for my family for like an average three bed, two bath house, like something you would want to purchase as a first time home buyer. You're at least spending $2,400 a month on just something that is livable. I'm talking like even some townhouses are that much a month for a house. And you're going to spend that for 12 months at least. That's $28,800 now that is out of your bank account that could have been used towards a down payment. So you have to consider the pros and cons and outweigh, you know, the benefits. If you're able to live with a friend to get a better rate, you know, on your rent, or if you can live with a family member, awesome. Anything you could do to kind of mitigate your monthly expenses. And when you're saving for anything and buying for anything, every dollar counts. So, you know, maybe it's like, okay, we're not going to go and have the super bougie dinner every week you know, and spend $100 when we could have spent $100 on groceries for the next five nights. Being smart with your finances is always important. And we are very passionate about that at HTBH. But, you know, really understanding that there are pros and cons and that it's okay if you did buy last year because you're still saving money in a way um, of not paying your landlord's mortgage. Over time, owning the house 
we know history is telling you that over time the home is going to appreciate. So you're looking at the long-term goal of the investment versus like, what is my equity today? Because if you're not selling today, that doesn't matter, right? Unless you're going to take money out of it to put into an investment or home improvement, it's a long-term hold. You know, it'll, it'll provide for you when it needs to later as we appreciate. Definitely. And you're in control of the house. So if you want to Airbnb it and you're able to do that, amazing. That's another way to offset some of that cost from that purchase. Or if you want to put a long-term renter in your basement, like you're in control of the decisions for that property and how it makes money. And you can talk to your realtor and be like, what other options do I have? You know, my payment is a little bit high. Because you're a property owner, you just have so many more rights and so many different outlets to have that property make you money. Maybe you're on a big piece of land and you could subdivide the lot and use that subdivision process to sell off some of your land and now it pays off your mortgage. There are different options when you're a homeowner versus when you're a renter. And we talk about that in our renting versus buying podcast episode. So check that one out too. But it really does. I mean, there are so many benefits to actually owning your home and um, not paying for somebody else's home. So... I would say, yeah, right now. What other reason, Marissa, do you think is a, right, a good time to buy? What are you seeing in Vegas? Like, are you guys still on the upswing of people moving there? What's the market like? Tell me a little bit about that. So I would say of the five buyers I have in escrow currently, half are locals who have been renting and now have the opportunity to buy. Um, the other half are relocating to Vegas, some first-time home buyers. Vegas specifically, we are one of eight, nine states that don't have state income tax. So you automatically get a raise when you move to Vegas. If you're living in a state that does pay, um, you have to pay state income tax. We also have low corporate taxes here. Also our property tax caps at 3% as a primary home. So it's fairly inexpensive to like in terms of taxes to buy a house in Las Vegas. So we are seeing a lot of people relocating here, taking advantage of that. Some for retirement, some just first time home buyers, some families, people who want to raise their family and have more money in their pocket. Um, and then locals who are just either upsizing, downsizing, or finally have the money, the credit, and the interest rates make sense because they're able to ask for concessions and negotiate the purchase price. So we're still seeing a very active market. We're down in inventory quite a bit where we want to be, but more than we were a year ago. Um, so we are seeing a little bit of a few bidding wars in certain price ranges again, and then other houses that are taking a little bit longer to sell. But for the most part, things are still moving and buyers are still buying in Vegas. We have a very transient town being that we're hospitality based. People come and go. We also have two military bases here. Um, so that brings in a lot of people who come and go as well. And so things are always moving around here. You know, it's a big, busy city. We're at just shy of 3 million residents in um, the county, which is fantastic. We've grown quite a bit quickly and um, developing into a very strong community. We have lots of major sports now, which we didn't have a couple years ago. And um, Lots of big events coming to Las Vegas that are bringing in a lot of people. That's awesome. I love Vegas, but I never thought of it as like, oh, I'm going to like stay in Vegas. It's always like, I come, I leave, I'm hungover, and I'm not going to go back for a while. Like, that's how I think about Vegas. But I, in learning about, you know, which cities in America are better for first-time homebuyers and what's more affordable. And Vegas is big on the list. I forget what you guys are rated but We're like number two or three constantly yeah i mean that's incredible so if you're even thinking about moving consider vegas 
Yeah. Also, just for the nightlife. Like, it sounds like a fun place to live just to go out on the weekend. Listen, like, I rarely go to the Strip. Like, I am very, like, suburban West. And I, you know, obviously, like, raise kids here. And my kids play in the street with their neighbors. And they don't see, like, they don't even know that that really exists. Like, they'll go see a show, go to a hockey game. Like, you know, but we have everything Everything you ever need is on the strip. Every fancy restaurant, every favorite store, like any show, any we have Broadway, like everything you can imagine comes through Vegas. But we're also like, think of like a big circle. And then there's a line down the middle. That's the strip. And then you have all suburban, like outlying the circle. It's, it's, it's beautiful. We're all up against the mountains and, you know, you have great weather, very mild weather here and sunsets. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty place. And we feed into Arizona, Utah, Southern California in, you know, big international airport, 20 minutes away. It's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks for giving us a little snapshot because I think, you know, whoever's listening to this podcast, they could be very far from Vegas, but it's really good to know where your city is at in terms of stats and in terms of, you know, viability or, you know, your purchase power and kind of like what kind of bang you're going to get for your buck. Because there's also an option if you're like, hey, I actually love where I'm renting, and I like my neighbors and I don't want to leave, but I don't want to buy in this neighborhood maybe because it's too expensive. You can buy a house in other cities. You don't have to invest where you are. Obviously, you want to understand where you're purchasing, but that's why a lot of out-of-state investors buy Nashville because they see the return on their investment and they see the cash-on-cash return and they're like, oh my gosh, I need to own a home in Tennessee as soon as possible because it's growing. And so understanding what's happening in different cities is super important to also understand what's happening in your city and making sure that you're buying at the right place at the right time and for me, my real estate career, I feel like, oh my gosh, I was in the right place at the right time. And I did come into real estate when it was totally a buyer's market. I mean, I remember I had some houses that would sit on the market for over a year that I was trying to sell. Talk about so many open houses where I'm like cleaning the dust off the real estate sign being like, please, somebody buy this house. Um, and luckily it taught me to sell snow to a snowman, but it really, I mean, it was a really completely different market and, um, that's just real estate and it changes all the time, but understanding as much as you can is super helpful and understanding how it ebbs and flows and what different cities will, you know, give you a different return and what kind of, um, benefit of buying at a different time will get you as well. And so to kind of wrap up the episode, cause I feel like it's a little short and sweet, but I really want people to get across that it is a good time to buy. And you should absolutely consider if you're thinking about dipping your toes in the water and getting an understanding of what it would look like for you to physically buy, you know what the first step is. Come to a how to buy a house class if you can. Um, if not, you can talk to your local realtor. Um, we have so many realtors in our network that are absolutely incredible. We also can connect you with a realtor if you don't have somebody in your city that you love. We'll tell you somebody that we would recommend. But talk to your realtor and be like, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? You know my neighborhood. You know my price range. This is what I'm thinking I can spend. What are your thoughts? And you'll get really awesome expert level advice for free once you use a realtor. And um, there's really no reason to not. Um, then you can make the decision that's right for you. Um, Marissa, I'm going to ask you the question I ask all of our guests, our guest stars on the podcast, because um, you are a special guest star. If you were to give one piece of advice to our listener, what would it be? It could be real estate related. It could be personal. But one piece of advice that if you were listening to this as a first-time home buyer, maybe you've never bought a home before, what's something that would encourage you? I would say the first thing would be my like secret tip is mindset. Like go into it knowing that you can be flexible, that you can be educated, that you can manage expectations and come in knowing that you don't know everything until you know it. 
and that it's an experience and that you want to trust the agent that you choose, that you are a team and you're doing it together. Let them shoulder the heavy stuff. Like that's our job. And to remember that you're buying a house and this is fun and exciting and a home. And if it's an investment, like you're going to earn income and that's exciting. And that's where you build your wealth and, you know, be positive, have good energy and be open to learning what you don't know. Cause we don't know what we, you know, we don't know, we don't know until we know it and um, set the expectation with your realtor to be your partner and have fun in the journey of buying a house. Love that. Mic drop, mic drop from Rissa. That is so true. I appreciate you so much spending time to talk about this and, you know, giving us all of your wisdom. And of course, if you're in Vegas, follow Marissa. And for those of you that are not in Vegas, you also can still follow Marissa. Well, thank you so much again for being on today's episode. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye. Stay tuned for more episodes from the How to Buy a House class. You can follow us on Instagram. We're at the How to Buy a House class. You can also email us. Yes, we still use email and we would love to connect to you that way as well. You can reach us directly at hello at howtobuyahouseclass.com. And I also would love to connect with you. My Instagram handle is at Jess Lou Randolph. And we hope you have a fabulous day. Thanks for listening and God bless you.